0: Welcome to the Stronger Marriage Podcast. This is Trey and Lee, and we are glad you joined us.
1: Thank you for coming back and listening again. Uh, Two weeks ago, we did a podcast on enemies of married sex, and it was extremely popular. had a lot of people that listened, and we're going to talk a little bit today. About a detail in that we started talking on and we just realized we needed to make a whole podcast episode out of this. Yes,
0: we needed a little more time for that. But before we get right into that, tell us what we got coming up.
1: Absolutely. We are going to be in Casper, Wyoming next weekend. That's the 17th and 18th of March. I hope those dates are right. I think they are. (laughs) Um, 17th and 18th of March. And uh, that's going to be fun. We have five states represented. We got lots of Colorado people. That are signed up, Utah people, uh, Montana people. I can't even remember all of them. We of course have Wyoming people, but oh, Nebraska people. Five states represented. Uh, we generally have, just so you know, if you've never been to one of our workshops, we generally have people come in from all over, drive six, seven, eight, ten hours. Sometimes couples fly in for workshops, and uh, so it's not uncommon. Our our Jasper. Alabama workshop. We had six states represented there. Uh, had a couple that had driven ten hours to be with us one way, which I, I thought was impressive. So, uh, if we Correct. are anywhere close to you,
0: yes, make make, the trip. make a trip, make a make a getaway out of That's it.
1: That's it. That's it. Which
0: um, uh, brings us. To our next, yeah, uh, thing we've got a we getaway. Yeah.
1: If you're if you're going, but y'all aren't close to us, <laughs> uh, we do a getaway weekend in July. We'll have one this year. It is in Dallas, Fort Worth. It is a getaway because lots of people will fly into the DFW airport. The van shuttles them to the hotel. Um, you can spend the weekend in Dallas and Fort Worth, seeing the sights and having a couple's getaway. If that's something you're interested in. Look on our webpage. All the details. It's scheduled. um, Hotel stuff is ready. It's going to be a good weekend. It's
0: good. It's going to be fun. Relaxed. uh, Just a a great time to get away with your spouse. To boost your marriage in lots of different ways.
1: Yeah, Casper, not Casper, but we also have Phoenix coming up too, and that will be here in, in April. Uh, April. So yes. we got a lot of Arizona folks that are coming. I have no doubt we'll have California, we'll have Nevada, uh, I'm guessing New Mexico, we'll have different states represented there as well. So let's get rolling on this. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about one of the things that we just touched on last week that is is harm, harmful to your married sex life but it's just kind of harmful to your marriage in general
0: sure uh we we mentioned that emotional safety not feeling emotionally safe uh is an enemy of married sex and so we felt like we just needed to give a little more time to the topic of emotional safety and really kind of Uh, delve into what that means because you may be going what what does that even mean to feel emotionally safe so we want to we want to give you some things that you that you might be doing that makes your spouse not feel emotionally safe and then we'll we're going to flip it to the positive side of things that you are doing that make your spouse feel emotionally safe
1: because if your spouse does not feel emotionally safe in marriage that affects every area of your marriage uh, not just your sex life, but just everything from communication to spending time together. It, it, your marriage should be an emotionally safe area. Yes. And you may be doing some things that you don't realize that are not making your marriage safe emotionally for your spouse. And and as a man, you know I would do anything in the world to protect my wife, to protect my home, to protect my kids, to protect you know. Hey, it's it's about protection. So I want, to, I want to step up and make my marriage safe and protected emotionally as well. And there are some things that I can do as a husband. There are some things that you can do as a, as a wife. We want to have emotionally safe marriages. And I think you may uh, we may open some eyes here to some things we're going to bring up that maybe you hadn't thought about. That's
0: right. Um, emotional safety builds strong intimacy. So um, it's important for both parties to feel emotionally safe in their marriage.
1: That's it. if yeah. I don't feel emotionally safe, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bring up things that need to be brought up. Um, you know, I might very well hide things instead of saying something about them. Uh, our our intimacy sexually is not going to be as good, and so. Emotional safety is a big deal. It is. So take yes. off. What we're we going to talk about? Okay.
0: So why? Let's talk about why we might not feel emotionally safe in why, our relationships. Why
1: somebody might not feel emotionally yes. safe?
0: Now these these are literal examples from real Christian people who have said these things make me feel emotionally unsafe. So um, maybe you are relating a story to your spouse that includes both facts and feelings. And your spouse responds to the facts, but they don't say anything about the feelings that you've shared. Um, we, we want our feelings to be validated. Uh, so, you know, if your spouse is, is opening up to you and sharing feelings, validate their feelings. Let them know that you've heard them. Um, let them know that you understand how, you know, how they're feeling. And maybe you don't specifically understand, but at least, you know, sympathize with them and tell them, you know... I'm sorry that, that you went through that or, you know, whatever it is, but yeah. Yeah. Good point. If not don't, don't just ignore if, the feeling, if you approach
1: me and say, this really bothered me and all I did was go, well, I'm sorry. I won't ever do that again. Instead of talking to you about, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a great point. Sure. Um, if your spouse tries to talk to you about something that happened in, in their marriage or in your marriage or relationship, Um, that they're still trying to process and move past. Maybe something that's happened in the past, maybe something that's happened a couple of weeks ago that they just are trying to work through. And, And if you're tired of hearing it, the worst thing you can do is say, hey, you know, it'd get better if you'd stop bringing this up. Or if you just let this go, we could move past this. But if your spouse isn't past it, allow them to talk about it.
0: Yeah. Um, there's obviously still still some healing there that needs to take place, some uh, maybe some forgiveness. Uh, they're just obviously still trying to process some things. So um, sometimes we have to be a little bit patient uh, when it comes to that kind of thing if we've, you know, if if there has been some friction in our relationship, sometimes you can't just get over it overnight. Um, yeah. it, it sometimes it takes, working through it so be willing to communicate about that and um at some point i mean hopefully you (laughs) you can move past it and you can quit bringing it up but uh you don't need to just tell them hey you need to get over that
1: yeah and sometimes when we say we're sorry for something sometimes we we think our spouse should just flip a switch and everything's okay and back to normal And it that always doesn't work that way with everything
0: yeah um so we kind of—I think we, we did that one. You, yeah, telling you telling your spouse, tell them to just get over it just, instead of talking. Then yeah. talking to them about it more than once. Nope. Um, yeah, that's that's just kind of you know brushing their their feelings aside and just you know telling them that hey your feelings don't matter just get over it. Uh, so another one is to speak to someone else about an issue that is sensitive uh, to to your spouse or that has caused them a hurt in the past. Um, that's kind of a breach of trust i mean it,
1: yeah there really, are some things you don't share exactly. um now now there are times where you're going to share things with a counselor um someone that you need to talk to but we're we're talking from the standpoint of this is some very highly personal stuff and you have shared it not with a counselor but maybe with a buddy or a girlfriend or some ladies or some buddies and it's like why in the world would you share that? I trusted you with this information.
0: Yeah. If something is sensitive to your spouse, don't, don't share it with anybody else. That's just between the two of you. So. Uh,
1: another one is when, uh, when someone is berated in front of their children. And that means whether it's you get chewed on in front of your kids or talked down to in front of your kids. Um, as we always like to say, you should praise in public and criticize in private. And um, yeah, you just you just don't berate your spouse in front of your children. That's a not a healthy thing to do. It doesn't make anyone feel emotionally safe.
0: No, not at all. Um, another thing is to tell your spouse that that they're wrong to feel the way they feel. I mean, we we can't help the way we feel, and and it doesn't do anybody any favors if you just tell your spouse, "Well, you're just wrong to feel that way." Um, no, we need to validate each other's feelings so that they can feel. Yeah. Emotionally safe,
1: or if you tell them you're you're just being a big baby, mm. you know, grow up, and that's that's not going to make your marriage emotionally safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a great one: uh, when a spouse, we're not going to say you, just when a spouse makes a negative comment. Get this about another person's body. Like, let's just let's take this from a man's standpoint. If I were to make a negative comment about another woman's body, pointing out something. Uh, that maybe you're concerned with on your body. So, for example, let's just say I said something about, man, that woman's hips are huge. Look how big those things are. And you immediately go, wow, my hips, you know, does he say, think that about my hips? Yes. And so, yeah, you, you don't need to be pointing out uh, negativity or Positivity that mm-hmm. we're going to talk about in a minute. You don't you don't need to be making comments about another person of the opposite sex's body. Period. It's just not not good common sense. If you if you're talking negative things about somebody of the opposite sex, your spouse is going to go. Are they saying that about me?
0: Right. And and the same is true uh, with the opposite. If you make a positive comment about somebody else's body, pointing out something that is quite different from your spouse's body, you know, maybe they're Uh, really super muscular and you're thinking, well, I need to hit the gym or, you know, maybe she's got, she's really extremely curvy and you're thinking, oh, I just don't measure up to that at all. Um, You know, don't, don't point things out that make your spouse feel less than.
1: Yeah. You don't need to be bragging on somebody else of the opposite sex that your spouse can go, well, there's nothing I can do about that. You know, And I guess I'm not them. That's, that is just making your marriage emotionally unsafe. And that's not a healthy thing to do. Yeah.
0: Okay. So if any of this rings a bell, you may be, I mean, you may be the best spouse that you, I mean, you may be really trying to be the best spouse that you can be. And you've never intended to hurt your spouse, but that doesn't mean that they haven't been hurt. So um, let's talk about the flip side of that. And how we can actually make our spouses feel emotionally safe?
1: Yeah, that's a because that's what we want to do. Right. Make your marriage emotionally safe in in every area. Yeah.
0: If if you've ever, you okay. know, if any of those kind of stepped on your toes that we mentioned before, and you thought, "Ooh, yeah, I've, maybe I've done that a time or two, just just know that that's hurting your spouse, and we're gonna we're gonna seek to do these things that we're gonna list start listing here instead. So these are the examples of the kind of things that are more likely to nurture feelings of emotional safety. So when your spouse shares their feelings, you listen rather than offering a solution. This is kind of hard for men, huh? Yeah, I
1: struggle with this because sometimes it seems so fixable. The
0: listening part or yeah. the not offering yeah, a solution both, both part. Sometimes,
1: because <laughs> men sometimes are really bad right. about not listening. And I'm sure women are too, but sometimes men don't always listen well. Uh, men, I challenge you, let's do better at listening to our wives. Let's not be looking at our phones while they're talking, let's not be looking at the TV when they're talking, let's make eye contact. Uh, I challenge you, you challenge me, and let's do that. And then the hard part, other hard part, is um, I don't always have to fix everything. Sometimes you just want to tell me. Yeah. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like if you're a man, you either have a bucket or a tool belt on. And when your wife speaks, she either wants you to catch her words in the bucket or there are times she may want you to uh, have the tool belt on and go, all right, let's fix it. And maybe you need to ask her. Am I? Do I have the bucket or do I have the tool belt while you're telling right, me this? Right. Do you want me to catch this or do you want me to fix it? Because uh, m- men generally just want to fix things. Right. I, I know that sounds odd, uh, but uh, I think men are going to go, oh, I never thought about it that way. Right. Sometimes they don't want the hammer, they just want the they bucket.
0: They just want you to listen. It, this, this totally reminds me about a video that we used to share at our workshops. Uh, we haven't shown it in a while, but... Um, it's got a husband and a wife, and they're sitting having this serious conversation, and it's kind of panning more on the husband. The wife's kind of got her back to the camera, and she's talking about this pain that she just keeps experiencing. You know, my head, it just it hurts and all, you know, all of these things, and he's got this really confused look on his face, and then it finally, the camera kind of pans around where you can see the wife, and she has this nail sticking out of her head, you know, and he's kind of like, well, it, if you would just take the nail out of your head, I think you would feel better. And she's frustrated. She's like, it's not about the nail, you know.
1: She's just wanting the bucket, not <laughs> she, the hammer.
0: She does not want him to fix it. She and, just and the wants silly
1: thing is, is, is women watch this and they, and, and they go, that's really silly. But to a man, it's like, sometimes it's that obvious. Yeah. It's like,
0: I can it I I fix this, I can fix it.
1: You know, I love it when she says... And my, and my sweaters are all, are all snagged. snagged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's that's a really good video. It's called "Not About the Nail." Yeah. Uh, look it up on YouTube. But you're right. But sometimes, sometimes we just want you to hear us and not try to fix it.
0: Yes. Um, so another thing that you can do uh, to make your spouse feel emotionally safe is uh, don't tell her that her feelings are wrong. We kind of we kind of listened or listed that on the other list. But it's important. Um, To validate your spouse's feelings. If they are feeling something, you know, just sympathize with them and say, "I'm, I'm sorry that you feel hurt. I'm sorry that you feel angry, whatever it is, but don't tell them they are wrong to feel that way. Yeah,
1: because they do feel that way. Yeah, we're talking a lot of feelings in this
0: podcast. Lots of feelings. Lots of feelings <laughs> this is in this all podcast. This emotional. Oh. Yes,
1: that's it. No, seriously <laughs> though, uh, another way that you can uh, nurture emotional safety is to stay calm when you don't want to be calm, Mm -hmm. Um, to stay calm when maybe your emotions, maybe your spouse's emotions are a little on the wire and they're just a little frustrated, you stay calm. Mm -hmm. That's one of the best things you can do. You don't always have to, when your spouse gets a little not calm, you don't always have to meet that emotion.
0: Right. You be their rock, you be their stability. Um, When your spouse brings something up multiple times, uh, ask what you can do to help work through the problem. Okay, so maybe at some point in time, they're going to want the hammer and not just the bucket, like you said earlier. There you go.
1: There you go. How can I help you on (laughs) this? How can I help? I like it when you do that. There are times when I'm frustrated uh, about something, and it it may be something you can't do anything about. It's something that deals with a different part of my life, but you still ask. What is there that I could do to help you? Mm-hmm. Is there something on this I could do to help you? And that makes me feel good because it makes me feel like you're my partner, even though you may not be able to do anything that can help me on right. this.
0: Right, I may not be able to do anything to physically make a difference. I can always offer to pray about it. Um, and that's certainly something that we can all do to help our spouse hopefully feel better, is to say, yeah. you know what, I'm sorry you're struggling with this. I'm going to pray about this. Uh because God can fix anything. We know that. That's exactly right. So another thing is to ask what they need. Ask what they need rather than just assume.
1: Yeah. Instead of just going, I guess that's, you know, what what can I do specifically? Mm-hmm. Ask for specifics. Um,
0: we we talk, talk all the time in our workshops about, you know, your spouse isn't a mind reader. Um, they don't always just know. Um so don't don't think that just because you've been married for thirty years, you you know what your spouse needs. Maybe you really don't know. Maybe you know. Just quit assuming, and say, "Hey, I'd like to do such and such for you. Is that okay? Or is there anything that you would rather me do than what I've been doing?" Um, yeah.
1: And it goes back to what can I do to help? Sure. Yeah. Communicate. It it yes. Uh, another way to 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 keep everything emotionally safe on a positive side is follow through with your promises. If you've told your spouse, I'll be there to help with this. Uh, If you've told your spouse, I'll be there, um, you know, whatever it is, be there. Uh, If you've told your spouse, I'll take care of that, take care of it. I know the joke is, again, I'll go back to the men for a second. The joke is, uh, honey, why are you reminding me every six months that I need to, you know, fix something on a door? Uh, I'll get it done somewhere. Um, At some point, you got to get up and fix the door. Uh, At some point, you got to find the time to do whatever it is you promise to follow through uh, to help with.
0: Yeah, very good.
1: This next one, one of my favorites. Mm.
0: You keep your eyes only on your spouse.
1: Yeah, Uh, your spouse doesn't need to hear you say, "Oh, he is a good-looking man," or "She, wow, look at that." That's that's you know keep your eyes only on your spouse. Um, I love the verse in Job that says, I've made a covenant with my eyes to look only at my spouse. Um, there is uh, That is just healthy. And I hear from, uh, men are very visually oriented. And I hear a lot of times, we hear a lot of times from women who say things like, you know, my my husband had some pictures on his phone of a lady in a bikini and it just crushed me and and men may look at that and go hey it really wasn't that big a deal to them it was a huge deal you have made your spouse extremely emotionally unsafe um, when you she catches you or your husband catches you uh, looking at someone that is not him and being attracted to that or lusting after that um, you have just simply told your spouse you don't compare with this person. And then you wonder why aren't they why why are they not interested sexually in in wanting to have sex with me? Because they don't feel like I measure up to the person on his phone yeah. or her phone. Yeah. So keep your eyes only on your
0: spouse. Yes. Um, you know, if something's said about uh, the best looking man in the world, what is that? GQ award, you know, whatever that they yeah. do, you know, you, the best thing you can say is they don't even measure up to you, honey. You know, they just haven't seen you or you would have won that award.
1: That's it. Every <laughs> That's now and then, I think a couple of years on Facebook and, and I, don't, I don't keep up with a lot of news, but... I don't know if it's People Magazine, I don't even know who does it, that would come out with the sexiest sexiest woman alive in 2023. And Mm -hmm. I would go, I would post something like, hey, she may have been named the sexiest woman alive, but that's only because they haven't seen my (laughs) wife. Uh, Those are the positive things that you need to say. Let the world know and let your spouse know, I got eyes for you, not for somebody in People Magazine.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Another one is don't, Talk with others about private... We talked about this Mm -hmm. earlier, but let's go back and do it again and and add something to it. Don't talk to others, especially your friends, um, maybe even family, about your private stuff, private hurts, private pain, or your sex life. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is something with you and your spouse that you keep holy and special and between y'all, and what you're doing in, in your bedroom, on your bed, is really not something that you need to be sharing with other
0: people. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Um,
1: Unless it's a counselor or something along those lines. Right.
0: Uh, another one is to look for ways to encourage when they feel insecure.
1: Yep, and you can do that by praising and not criticizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your spouse is, uh, maybe they're a little insecure about their body, make sure you uh, you look absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. to me. Uh, if they're unse- insecure about something else, give them. Make sure they get lots of praise because they're probably giving themselves criticism in their mind anyway. Yeah.
0: Um, hopefully, you're not making your spouse feel insecure with criticism, uh, because that is, you know, that's that's huge. So just look for ways to to build up instead of criticize, because mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to be the cause of their insecurity. That's true. Uh, look for opportunities to share your feelings about things. your feelings one in daily life. Yeah. But it's true.
1: We yeah. talk about our. We we sit down and talk a lot and and share it. That makes us not only vulnerable, but it it gives us when you share what you think that's on your heart with your spouse. There's intimacy in that, and it connects you because you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable and your spouse to see into some areas of your life that. Uh, Uh, says he saves these or she saves these for nobody else but me
0: right and maybe you're not even so much sharing feelings but just sharing things about your daily life in general we you know we've talked about that when we're not together during the day and I want to know hey what what were you what'd you do today when I when we weren't together and it's not because I want to grill you and, and make sure you were you know what you're supposed to be doing it's because i'm i'm genuinely interested and it's just a way for us to connect when i know you know when you when you were gone for three or four hours running errands and it just you know when you tell me hey i ran into so-and-so and we had a conversation about this and and i we're in this errand and, you know, just it, it's mundane stuff. It really is, but it's just a way to connect. It
1: connects you yes. as a couple and yes. your spouse is not trying to interrogate you. They just want to connect exactly. when they ask you questions, exactly. especially you men. Again, I'll talk to the men. Sometimes we feel interrogated. Why is my spouse interrogate? They just <laughs> want to connect.
0: It's connection. It's not interrogation. So exactly. you may
1: think those are boring details. Share them anyway. Yes. Um, touch. Yeah. That's healthy. Now, this means sometimes our spouse, especially the, the spouse with the lower sex drive, not low, lower sex mm-hmm. drive, sometimes they feel like the higher sex drive spouse may only touch them when they want sex. Mm-hmm. And it's important that you touch other than just sex. Yes. Hug, hold hands, uh, cuddle up next to each other in bed, uh, watch a movie together, touch with, without always, well, the only time they ever touch me is when they want sex. Mm-hmm. And so that's important.
0: Yes. Touch can make you feel not only emotionally safe, but physically safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that, you know, that shoulder arm around your shoulder when you're walking, holding hands, uh, those kinds of things, um, physical and emotional safety. Yep. I think, Go That's there. true.
1: Touch your spouse, spend time together. Uh, That creates great emotional safety Mm -hmm. is when you hang out together, you go on dates, you try to take a trip together on occasion, you spend time together. That makes you so much more emotionally safe in your marriage. It is what your marriage needs.
0: Yes. So let's tie this all back in to um, what does emotional safety have to do with sex? Because we mentioned that two weeks ago, that not feeling emotionally safe is an enemy of married sex. What how does this all tie in together? Um the act of sex is extremely vulnerable. Uh for both parties. It really is. It is for both parties. Um I think it's safe to say that women probably feel a little more vulnerable when it comes to sex than men. Um you know, her body is literally being invaded. <laughs> So uh, she needs to feel safe in order, you know, she's got to be able to trust him to be gentle, uh, to not cause pain, um, to protect the privacy of their sexuality and sexual response. We talked about that Mm -hmm. earlier. Uh, You don't share those details. Um, You know, she needs to feel all of this before she can even begin to think about whether or not she's going to enjoy doing this.
1: Yeah. And and if uh, male or female husband or wife, if you are berating or criticizing your spouse in spots like this, when you're when you're at your most vulnerable in marriage, you're just pulling apart all the emotional safety that you have in your marriage. And you need to be so cautious cautious with that. Yeah. You 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 can't um, talk negative about your spouse's body uh, about their inability to do something or or whatever it is. You just just be cautious with the way you talk to your spouse this, you're in this very, very vulnerable moment. Yeah. Um, you know, just yeah. be cautious. Be
0: cautious. Uh, sex can feel dangerous and risky if we don't feel protected. Um, you know, we can feel like we're being violated, used, endangered, uh, and sexually unsafe. So just that. Whole emotional safety goes a long ways to mm-hmm. to making you feel um, protected. I yeah. don't know what's the word I'm looking for there. I don't know that you said <laughs> it is good.
1: And let me throw another one out there. And this is not gender specific. Uh, generally, husbands have a higher sex drive, but not always the case. Um, if if you're the the lower sex drive spouse, and and you're making your spouse feel like let's just hurry up and get this over with because I'm not interested or let's punch this clock. Let's get this done. Hurry up. Uh, it's just a chore. It's a job. I want to get it done so I can get on with whatever I'm doing. You're not making your your marriage emotionally safe, especially your sexual... Because no, no spouse wants to feel like they're just doing this out of duty. Right. Yeah. And so be cautious with all those things. Um, be cautious with things like... Uh, all you ever think about is sex, or all you ever want to do is, is you know, or you're, you know, you obviously are a pervert because you talk about sex, or it's, you know, whatever it is. Be, be cautious with your spouse's feelings on things like this, um, because it's unhealthy to, you know, your, your spouse may be very wired up different than you, and for you to berate them uh, in a very vulnerable area makes your marriage, uh, makes them very unemotionally, or, emotionally very unsafe.
0: Yeah. And so
1: we've got to be cautious with
0: that. Yeah. So, so here's the part that often surprises uh, people um, and and maybe surprises husbands uh, more than wives, but emotional safety in the relationship overall creates the context for sexual safety. Emotional safety creates the context for sexual safety. We have to feel emotionally safe in order to feel sexually safe.
1: That's a good way to say it, and that's a. You said it twice, and I was going to say, can you read that, <laughs> or can you say that again? Because that is fantastic. That's right. You're, if your if your spouse does not feel emotionally safe, they are not going to feel sexually safe with you, and so you have got to start working on that emotional safety in your marriage.
0: Yes, because the goal is intimacy. We want to share. A life of intimacy together. Mm-hmm. So, and, um,
1: and you, there's sexual intimacy. There is uh, physical intimacy. There are so many different types mm-hmm. of intimacy. But but nobody wants to have a marriage where we're just friends. If there's no intimacy, then you just have a roommate and not a not a spouse. I have a lot of friends. I don't want another friend. I want a spouse. There you go. That's my best friend. At the same time.
0: And and we were worried we were going to not be able to fill up 30 minutes of this, mm-hmm. but we have taken. <laughs> 30 minutes. We usually don't even go this long, but we did. And
1: rangers barking saying Rangers saying
0: time is up. The
1: dog is barking. (laughs) We're glad you joined us. This was fun. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. We're probably going to spend some time in a couple of weeks talking about some uh, social media rules, do's and don'ts of things that we need to do. Um,
0: Ooh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, we did a podcast about three years ago Uh that uh, probably needs to be reworked Mm -hmm. because uh, social media is hard on marriages.
0: Yes, and it is just a part of life these days. You can't escape social media. Um, most people can't anyway, so it's good to be talking about some rules. That's it. We'll so, see you then.
1: Yes, we will. Let me throw out here one more time. Remindin'. Make a marriage workshop. Read a marriage book. Listen to a marriage podcast. You're doing that. Well done. Do something to to help you grow in your marriage. Have a blessed week, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye, guys.